At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. All right, welcome to the Author Brand Show. You're going to want to take notes, especially today. I've got a great guest on. Hopefully, there'll be some spicy controversy going on. We always like that. Um, our guest today is uh, her title is a content doctor. She's an award-winning content writer and editor for cruelty-free businesses, which is good, I think. And she also offers a suite of services for authors, including her career in PR. Uh, she ran Conscious Public Relations for over 10 years. She's authored the only public relations guide you'll ever need in 2019 and Vegan Marketing Success Stories in 2022, which was recently honored by the Vegan Choice Awards. So on her side of the desk, she co-hosts the VEG, VEG Network in Canada, Canada's only vegan networking group. And she writes um, at her own blog. And so welcome to our show today, Ms. Sandra Namoto. Sandra, how are you today? Good. Thanks so much for having me. Doing good. Okay. Uh, before the show started, we talked a little about the vegan thing. And I'm looking for something, you know, controversial. So I'll just say this. If you're not a vegan, uh, if you don't know any of them that is, that means you probably need to understand their world mindset in case you want to market to them. Or maybe it has nothing to do with uh, your book, book or your product or service might not have nothing to do with veganism, but those are it's a growing group of people, so you might want to be aware of what their thoughts are, so you can market to them. Right? Is that a fair statement to say? Yeah, hundred percent. And think okay. of all of the young folks who are coming up against climate change and and the lifestyle habits that they want to espouse. And if you're a business, uh -huh. you need to be up on this if you want to okay. retain those younger consumers. Great. Well, let's focus on on the vegan thing. That's very interesting to me because I'm not one, um, but I'm interested to know more about it because I I don't uh, doesn't bother me at all. So, how did you get involved with that uh, side of business? Were you always a vegan? Uh, it'll be five years in April this year mm -hmm. as a vegan, and uh, my previous business uh, was not in this world. <laughs> so, right around the time I closed that company, Conscious PR um, was this, the same year I happened to go vegan. It was a goal of mine for many years, right. and then about a year and a half later, after kind of exploring different career options, wondering what my next move was going to be, right. um, yeah, I sat down to meditate at the end of 2019. And then that intuitive voice came to me and it was like, you're vegan now and you're always going to be writing for the rest of your life. So put those two things together and, nice. and start helping out this industry. It just came to you, right? This is what I'm going to do with my direction now, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I've learned when I, when I've ignored my intuition, it just comes yeah. back to me years later and, and stronger and louder. And so yeah. I know when I get these, these aha moments, as you may call it, um, I always follow it. Nice. Uh, very good. Okay. So um, you weren't a vegan before this or just came to you. So you did a diet change that day or what? Uh, it was a long and slow process, uh, mm -hmm. starting from watching the documentary Earthlings at the end of 2007, very oh. impactful, free to watch online. And mm -hmm. then over a number of years, slowly eliminating um, animal products from my diet. And dairy was that very last thing um, for health reasons. Uh, I found out I was sensitive to dairy and it oh, might okay. have been the cause of you know, these horrible digestive symptoms that I was experiencing for many years. So, yeah. um, yeah, after kicking that to the curb, I found, all right, well, I've hit the vegan diet. Now everything else is, you know, becomes much easier to not right. buy animal products for your clothing or your household and things like that. So, right. So was it, I mean, the food thing, some people have a challenge with it. Some people, you know, come and go, was it difficult for you to make that transition? I mean, like I said, I did it 
over a number of years. So, yeah, so okay. very slow process of elimination. A lot of people find it difficult because in their social circles, if they're, if they're the only vegan amongst their friends or their family yeah. members, again, or do not um, understand why they're making these choices, it can be difficult yeah. to, um, yeah, to, to, to be sitting, you know, with the turkey on the holiday table. And then, um, but again, if I, I always, you know, I always bring my own entrees and whenever people are open to having conversations about why I'm vegan, yeah. um, yeah, I, 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 I tell that and I provide, you know, hopefully provide some educational information and then open people's eyes to why we, we want to live this lifestyle. Right. Was it difficult on the, um, on the non, non-food side? I'm thinking, you know, shoes and stuff like that. Was that difficult to go with Candace or whatever it is to <laughs> Not really, because there's so many great companies right now yeah. that are offering, um, you know, I, I live in Canada, so winter coats are really important to us, but there's so many sure. companies that are that are offering, you know, these these thick coats that are not made of down. Right. Um, so really great alternatives out there. Same thing with boots. I don't need to wear leather boots anymore. There's so many alternatives. Mm. Right. Um, I find the, probably the biggest thing is like your car. <laughs> a lot of car companies are still using leather, but many are switching to, sure. to um, plant-based uh, yeah, leather alternatives. And mm. then so things like your your down comforter um, that yeah. can be quite expensive to replace, and so there are things like that I still have you know around the house. But uh, at some point when they need to be replaced, then yeah. be a vegan replacement. Yeah, good for you. Okay, so one of the things I find interesting about the the topic is people have their like their belief and value system, which I always respect. But I always I'm always curious about when you you know take your belief value system and try to push on somebody else. So tell me more about that in terms of the vegan world, in terms of like, hey, this is what I want to do for me. Um, and then encouraging others or how, how, how do you approach that? Yeah, that's, that's such a big question, I think. And I think every business approaches that a little bit differently, right? Mm -hmm. Some are going to be a lot more, um, uh, yeah, almost, they almost seem like activists. Um, yeah, a great right. example of this is VFC, which stands for vegan fried chicken. Uh, it's a yeah. UK based company and, and they're all about, trying to get people off of eating real chicken products, right? Um, mm -hmm. So naturally, a lot of their activism involves, here's what a real chicken, how, you know, factory farm looks like, you know, yeah. are you comfortable with that? Um, mm -hmm. And then talking about how great their, um, their products are, I haven't been able to try them because they're not available here, but uh, they, you know, they look delicious. And one cool thing that they do that I mentioned in my book is they right. use the trolls that, you know, comment on their social media posts and they, they highlight, they, they actually use them in their ad campaigns. Um, so these are, you know, all, all, you know, bus stations, train stations yeah. like they've, they've highlighted their trolls as a part yep. of their campaign just to get people to like kind of think conversation and then they right. they choose a cluckwit of the month and that that one troll gets highlighted in a blog post and a number of social posts and so it's i just think it's brilliant because it's using yeah. your naysayers people who you know don't care for your for your company or your products right. and 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 spinning it to to market their own company so yeah, yeah i love that so in your world with your with your book and all that, are you focused on people who are already vegan or people who are just considering it or both? Both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, as as great as I would love to just market to the vegans, we're we're not even five percent of the world's population yet. And so really? if you're choosing that as your yeah. your primary business audience, you're niching yourself down. And there's nothing wrong with that if you feel like you've you've got enough of a customer base to sure. to run your business. But um right. yeah, I what I, one big thing I learned from my book is that most vegan businesses do cater to omnivores because we want to usher non-vegans along this plant-based spectrum and get you closer. 
get you more away from consuming animals and closer to consuming more plant-based alternatives. Okay. And then, you know, just, I'd probably be better off asking you this versus meat tech, but vegetarian versus vegan, what's the, the main difference there? Uh, vegetarians still may consume some dairy and eggs. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it was sort of this bigger umbrella and then veganism formed as I would say a subset, um, right. that is really defined by like as much as possible, zero, um, use of animal yeah. products. Okay. And is your, um, uh, I forget you, how about the other people you're working with? Are they mainly focusing on the respect for health or for environment or something else? they go vegan it's yeah it's really different for every business how much mm -hmm. of that that kind of messaging that they want to put put in um right. uh, one company that i've worked with is is bread it's a plant-based bakery the only one in whistler which is is a snow snow town uh, about yeah. two hours north of where i live uh -huh. and and uh, a lot of our stuff is is about highlighting the the the, the winter season the snow mm -hmm. sports the athletes that sort of a thing and so it, veganism every now and then pops pops in uh, into the content but right. uh but yeah we kind of look like we, we always look at uh what are the different angles that we can take that that yeah. are right for your business so nice okay yeah so and you had but before we did this you were doing conscious uh conscious market conscious publishing what would you what you call conscious it? pr yeah conscious pr um you're using the same principles you had there in your book i'm guessing right yeah, I mean, as a PR firm, we mostly did media outreach, publicity uh, for mm -hmm. our clients, and then we we added social media services closer to the last yeah the last few years. Okay. Um, yeah. Now, yeah, now I'm now my work is is quite different. It's it's uh, focused more on uh, writing content or editing mm -hmm. content that my clients want to draft up themselves first. Right. Um, consulting and then helping folks who want to publish books. So nice. uh, on the on the author side. Okay. And so what are some of the best practices for getting these uh, the books out there for your clients? Yeah, having done this myself uh, <laughs> for a good number of months, um, like, yeah, you really got to have a, a solid campaign. And mm -hmm. because there are, you know, about 100 companies that I included in the book, I couldn't even wrap my head around yeah. what what is my content plan for for this launch. So I actually hired uh, a marketing strategist to help me. And she was great. She came up with a 90 day strategy that included daily social posts, mm -hmm. um, weekly blogs, um, and then uh, weekly newsletters. So at the time, I was I was only sending out newsletters uh, once a quarter. Order, if yeah. you can believe that. Um, yeah. So really stepped it up to to, to weekly. And then now yeah. I've scaled back to, to going to once once a month now that right. because that my um, book launch phase is now over, but I'm still doing things like this podcast interviews. Yeah. And that's really important to get uh -huh. the book your book out there. Otherwise, it's just going to sit on the literal yeah. or digital shelf. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. So how did it go for you with this? How long is running the campaign now for your book launch? Uh, well, the ebook came out in September and then the, the hard copy and audio in November. So okay. a good, yeah, I don't, I, I can't count how many months that is. Maybe, okay. Maybe say, yeah. Whatever. We're near, yeah. Come, uh, five months, five months. Sure. I would say. Yeah. And so tell me how it's, how it's working for you. How sales or engagements. Tell me about the results of your marketing. 
Yeah, it's been so great to see. I mean, it's not a New York Times bestseller or anything like that right now, but uh, yeah, the sales have been slowly trickling in. And what's so cool is is people around the world finding it, and and they'll mm-hmm. they'll post a little story and tag me in it. Yeah. Um, just yeah, it's so cool to to hear folks around the world purchasing it and sharing that with me. And right. then of course I had um, a few uh, local launches where I got to mm-hmm. physically sign books. That's my nice. absolute favorite thing to do is sign books for folks. So yeah, um, so yeah, doing my best. That's great. Congratulations on that. Um, yeah, I've got a, cu- a couple of friends. One of my friends uh, became vegan, I think, about two years ago or so. And he's in Texas, and he's on Facebook saying, where can I find a vegan restaurant? And somebody said, you're in Texas. <laughs> it's like, good luck. You know, it's like can't Although I hear, I hear Austin is is quite a, a food food. Yeah, Austin would definitely You've got to find it in Austin. Yeah, Austin for sure. But I, th- I don't think he was in Austin. I think he was uh, way far from Austin. So just, it was just funny because, like, well, I, you got to go with a, you know, where the culture goes, and it wasn't in yeah. wherever wherever he was at the time. Or just learn to be a really good cook. That's right. I'm, I was, I'm surprised. I, I just going to make some some jokes here. I hope you don't mind. But like, so you said you bring your own entrees to a dinner party. Yeah, to the family holiday parties. That's how that's how it goes. And 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 when they're really good. So there's a, a local company um, yeah. that makes these frozen lasagnas and shepherd's yeah. pie. You just stick right. it in the oven. And and sure. and a lot of folks are like like you're you're sure this is plant based lasagna? <laughs> it's like, are you sure? <laughs> and it's yeah, it's it. I find that so great when when yeah. everybody can enjoy and you can show people that that yes, yeah. plant based food can be just as good. Oh yeah, my 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 daughter's vegetarian, and I mean, I saw whenever we go to a restaurant, unless we you know go to some place which is you know barbecue, um, there's always an option for her for vegetarian stuff. I'm not sure that's why I asked about the vegetarian versus vegan. If it's hard um, to get, is it? I mean, if I'm at a restaurant um, and I order something vegetarian, it still might not be vegan for you, right? If they have, have any kind of dairy something on it, right? Yeah, and that's when you have to ask the server, or, you know, to yeah. remove the cheese, or, or ask them what what else they can do to, yeah, right. to like flavor those vegetables, because you don't just want to have boiled vegetables. That's that's not good enough for us, right? So no, no, you need your. Oh, this is mostly broccoli. That's protein and broccoli, of course. But you know, it's gotta. That's probably a big question people give you about where do you get your protein, right? And broccoli is yeah. a big one. I know. I'm sure the other thing. What else besides broccoli would be good for? The protein question. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of vegetables, but um, tofu, tempeh, which is fermented soy, um, beans, lentils, nuts, seeds, grains, um, things like quinoa. Yeah, all the things that taste like crap. It's actually really... (laughs) Now, again, that's where the seasoning comes in. It's really important. Um, But yeah, it's actually really hard to be protein deficient uh, here in the West where we are, where we have these abundance of foods. So yeah, 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 that's very cool. Okay. Um, all right. So tell me more about, about the book. Was it a, a long process for you? It's not your first book. So was it, was it took a while to write it or what? It took me three months. So, uh, okay. the end of September, 2021, I started sending out my first round of case studies or nice. requests, requests mm-hmm. for stories. Mm-hmm. And then the book was sort of written, it, it wrote itself by the end of, by, uh, the start of, uh, January, 2022. So a wrote itself, months. huh? It's came poured <laughs> out of you right into the, on the computer screen. Yeah, I mean, the the the, the nerve wracking part is just you send out these requests and are people going to bite, right? Mm-hmm. So once I got that first one or the first few, I was like, all right, I, I'm on to something and, and yeah. we're going to build a book here. So, um, so I, yeah, I, I, I started getting inspired as the stories started coming in. So I didn't yeah. want to wait till, okay, I get, I have 50 
stories. Now let's write the book. I, I started as they started coming in. And so, yeah, it, it happened very organically. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and I, I would work on it, you know, on my off time when I was working with clients. And sure. and so, yeah, that, that really helped um, kind of, yeah. Okay. Help me with with that what timeline. Was, what was the biggest challenge for you in, in drafting and, and writing the book and getting it out there? The hardest part for you? I tell people the hardest part's always just marketing. Mm -hmm. the, the easy part is the writing of the book, especially a book like mine where mm -hmm. a lot of uh, there's a lot of contributors. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's the marketing. It's it's getting it out there, appearing mm -hmm. on, on on shows like this. Um, yeah, signing books. Um, yeah. Just yeah, getting it out there as much as you can. And and I've certainly um, yeah been trying to get around in the vegan world in all those Facebook and LinkedIn groups. Um, right. But then, but also um, non-vegan uh, um, media as well, who who would be interested in picking it up. So sure. um, or just interested in in yeah in mm -hmm. what I have to say. <laughs> What is what is what are you saying? What is the what is the the the, uh, the core issue or the core theme of the book? Well, if you are vegan and running a business or have a marketing role in a business, this will hopefully give you some new tips you haven't thought of um, mm -hmm. from the contributors and the other examples I provide. If you are not vegan, perhaps you found yourself in a marketing role in a vegan company and you don't have that mindset of a vegan, mm -hmm. this will give you an idea of, um, yeah, of some of the, the things that, again, right. uh, businesses are currently doing because I think... Okay. Um, yeah, again, this veganism and, and living a plant-based lifestyle is, is going to become more and more um, the norm. And so, again, even if you're not there yet, you haven't started, um, mm -hmm. yeah, just be aware of what's happening in this industry because it is getting bigger. And, uh, yeah, like I said at the top, a lot of youth mm -hmm. are very um, aware of this sort of thing because of the um, – uh, because of climate change and, and the way that things are going if we can't turn it around. So. Yeah. I can, I can leave that for a topic for a different day. Yeah. Why is it, <laughs> why is it that um, vegans or vegan activists feel they should tell me what I should eat, but as a omnivore, I don't tell them? Well, I would challenge you and say that there are, there are a lot of companies that are telling everyone, not just vegans, but everyone what to eat. And this has happened for a long time when mm -hmm. animal agriculture, you know, came into the scene, the meat, the the pork industry, the dairy industry, like in the mid 20th century, mm -hmm. um, we didn't have the internet at that time. We had, mm -hmm. we had traditional media, TV, right. newspapers, and they got a heads up on educating the consumer about why they, you should eat animals. Whereas veganism, the term vegan didn't even start until 1944. And so mm. I feel like we're time-wise, we're decades behind. However, we have amassed a lot of the actual scientific, scientifically proven information to back mm. up our claims that, you know, here are all the reasons why you should try and reduce your your animal intake and so yeah i understand yeah. that there's the uh, the lobbying groups and the marketing you know there's no broccoli growers association there's only mcdonald's yeah. <laughs> pharma i get that but i don't think they tell us what not to do they just tell us you should buy more you know drink more milk buy more pork but they don't tell us you you shouldn't do something and i think that's a big differentiator mm. yeah because i think because it's more positive to say eat this versus don't eat this right yeah from a public relations standpoint we, we yeah. always say it's better to frame something positively 
um, yeah. you know, got milk, got strong bones. Right. That's right. how they won. But now, yeah. And here's the challenge for vegan businesses is how to frame that positively. And I think we have all the information we need now mm-hmm. um, to frame that positively so that we can hopefully undo a lot of the damage that a lot of these animal ag companies have made. Yeah. But the got milk people didn't say only drink milk and don't go meat or that, you know, you can't eat vegetables. They would, they would still be inclusive to use a liberal term here. As opposed to vegans are saying you're destroying the world by by having a cup of milk or eating an egg, you know, I mean, it's, it's, there's yeah. got to be you've got to see the difference there between someone who's omnivore versus someone saying you can only do one thing. Like a carnivore person might be a good a good better debate because they say don't eat any plants, right? Because you're killing all the insects and the wheat and stuff. But the yeah. an omnivore person would say, hey, buy our product, and you could also buy other products. Yeah. 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 And again, that's the challenge for, for, for folks in this industry is to, yeah. is we are competing against, against Omni companies. And so again, right. just trying to tout the benefits I think is, right. is really key. Um, yeah. You know, PETA has been a leader in the space, but right. you know, it's arguable whether they've been effective or not because of their tactics have been quite. Extreme yeah. Yeah. They, they, sense, they, right? they're, they're not, they're not positive. Like you mentioned, it's better to be positive about it versus uh, I mean, these people tossing paint on paintings recently. I'm like, what's that about? That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like that doesn't help anybody out, right? It makes no sense to me, but that's a whole other tangent. All right. Well, that's great. Hold up your book again. Let's take a look at that book for people who want to get that copy there. I love that, Sandra. It's uh, how you read that. It's uh, vegan. Vegan marketing success, success stories. stories. All right. And that's available obviously on, on Amazon in Canada and Amazon US. They can print it wherever they go and um, they use sustainable paper, I'm sure, because we have more trees yeah. now than we did 30 years ago. You probably know that. So that's a good thing. Or digital, you know, so it's great. Yeah. Um, uh, ebook, uh, ebook, paperback, and um, audio as well. So you can get all great of those book. links on my website just with my that's name, sandranamoto.com. Love it. Any last words of wisdom for people who want to market in that niche? Just uh, pick up my book. I hope it helps you. And uh, yeah, if, if, if you want to have a convo with me, um, mm-hmm. hop on social. I'm very easy to get a hold of with my name again. Um, or yeah, we can do a consult 30 minutes and uh, yeah, talk about what you, what you can do with your business. Outstanding. Links are below here, folks. Check it out. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Sandra. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks so much, Doug. You bet. And that wraps up the show of today. If you want to take a look at the vegan lifestyle or for your business, Check out Sandra's book. She knows what she's talking about. She's a pro. Uh, That concludes our show for today. I'm your host, Doug Crow. Have a good one.